Hello, America. It's Monday and a jam-packed program. We have got about 30 minutes of entertainment jam-packed into a three-hour show. You don't want to miss a second. It begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Dinner was going so well. You were both social distancing to the appropriate six feet. The lights were dim. Dim uh, Dean Martin's silky voice, of course, floating across the restaurant. When the waiter brought the food, and he wore a mask, of course, just like they do in Paris. But then the worst thing happened. Just as he set down your Chilean sea bass and her chicken parmesan, you felt the sneeze well up. And then you sprayed a parabolic jet of deathly droplets of magnificent six feet, two inches. Good job. Good job. It's a little embarrassing, though. Not as embarrassing as, (laughs) of course, having to talk to your doctor about ed with roman you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care all from the comfort and privacy of your home don't have to be no face-to-face meetings with anybody which is basically our entire life anyway right now roman was built for this moment the doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate they will ship it to you with free two-day shipping the process is simple and discreet go to getroman.com slash beck and complete an online visit to connect with a doctor and take care of it Go to GetRoman.com slash Beck at a free online visit and two-day shipping. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Beck. Oh, it's Monday. Time to get up. Stop cleaning out your closets in your garage. And actually do some work. Keep America running. Thank you to all the people that are actually going out to work today. Thanks to the drivers, the truck drivers, especially all of the people that are working uh, to keep America moving. Today was the day that President Trump was supposed to reevaluate and say, well, we're going to stop it now because, you know, he won't listen to doctors. He's just crazy. Uh, Instead, last night he came out and he said, "Um, it looks like we're going to do until the end of April. Uh, he, the uh, main uh, main doctor, uh, Fauci, has said that it looks like we might have between 100 and 200,000 Americans dead before this is uh, all finished and said and done. Uh, we have uh, total confirmed cases in the U.S. now 143,000 and 2,500 people have died. How, what, what, was the, what, is the, what is the atmosphere around your house, Stu, and people around you? Well, no one's around me, Glenn, because we're not allowed to see people. Uh, So I have no perspective as to how anyone else is reacting to it. But uh, it does seem to be one of those things where there was a... I I find the the, the whole conversation around it to be fascinating in that there's a lot of people on the right who are kind of like, well, we need to get this thing open and maybe more on the skeptical side of the worst case estimates. But of course, it's, it's really the president who's driving this response. And I think being very very careful and i think taking it appropriately he's, seriously so i think he's great on this yeah I, I think know, he's really doing a great job i keep coming back to the same thing which is it kind of seems like he's handling it really well uh, you know i, I understand <laughs> it's just like hard to listen to the media it's like he sounds like satan himself and it's like well wait a minute you know yeah he said i would love to have it open by april but by easter but then he assessed the details at the end of the exact time frame he promised and then has made a new recommendation, which seems to be appropriate given the circumstances. And they keep saying, you know, in a couple of weeks is the peak of, of, of the death uh, toll, they believe. So if that's true, I mean, it, it does seem, uh, you know, the, like the right thing to do right now, as much as it sucks. 
And, you know, I, I do I stand by the idea that eventually the American people have to go back to work. And I think the president agrees with that. But, you know, are you, so am I alone in? Yes, I want to go back to work. I want to be able to get out of the house and I, you know, do things. Uh, and it's really, really creepy if you get in your car and drive around uh, and you just look places. It's just creepy. Uh, and if you do encounter somebody else when you're out, at least, you know, where I live, we, you know, you, you start to have that moment of like, uh, go up and shake hands. And then I don't know if you've done this, but when you're talking to somebody, you find that you are and they are constantly backing away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> oh, totally. It is, it is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And it'll be weird to eventually go back to, you know, shaking hands and 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 not having that that distance fear of one another. I find this to be one of the most fascinating things about this going on, which is some of these things never come back. Like I heard people talking about maybe the idea of shaking hands was never a good good concept in the first place, and we should just go another direction once this is all cleared up. Well, you know, Donald Trump is Donald Trump is pushing for that, saying that we shouldn't ever shake hands again. But he doesn't. No, he yeah, he's been a he's kind of a notorious uh, germaphobe. Germaphobe. Yeah. Oh, he is like a notorious germaphobe. Before Seems like a pretty smart him, stance right about now, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Before you meet him, you know, you're usually told he he doesn't like to shake hands. He does, no, 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 no. I mean, he will shake hands if you put your hand out toward him, but he does not like it. Does I, not like it. I was thinking about this too, in that, like, as of a month ago, it would seem, generally speaking, completely impossible in this country for me to order a fully made cocktail from a bar and have it delivered to my house. That didn't seem like something that would happen. However, all over the country right now, that is the state of affairs. You order dinner at a place, they'll they'll deliver the cocktails with it. Uh, I mean, it's a they'll st- deliver the cocktail yeah. as well. Yeah, fully made cocktails that come to your house, and you can actually like again. That's one of those weird sort of um, regulations that exi- has existed for a long time. That you know, alcohol has all this strange sort of regulation around it. Uh, you know, in state after state, it's very strange. Sometimes it's state stores. Certain times you can't buy things. Blah 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 blah. But like that is like you wouldn't necessarily that's like a libertarian dream, right? Like the libertarians weren't winning any arguments before this, but so much of, of of our sort of daily life has switched. And it's been amazing to see how many things they've attacked on the particularly on alcohol. They're just like, yeah, you know what? People need to drink right now. So, yeah, anything they want. <laughs> I have to tell you, if I was if I was drinking Oh my gosh. If you're, Tanya and I were sitting and we were talking yesterday. We were, you know, making a list of things we have to do and people we have to pray for and everything else. And we started talking about alcoholics that are trapped in Mm -hmm. their house. Uh, I mean, you, if you're an alcoholic, God bless you if you're trying to stop. Uh, Because all you're doing, all you're, you're, you're stuck there at the house, um, you know, just thinking which is the worst case scenario. (laughs) How many people are in an abusive relationship that now he's home? Let's just, let's just be sexist. He's home and, uh, you know, nothing is going well at all. And now the financial pressure, I mean, the, the, the human toll of 
of staying home as a nation is really, really. I mean, because already Tanya and I are like, really, really? I mean, you're at each other's. We're not at each other's throats, but we're maybe at each other's shoulders. Um, <laughs> you there's times where you just like, I got to go take a walk. I just have to go take a walk especially with the whole family there. Imagine in an abusive relationship how bad things are. Oh, yeah. We, Alcohol's important right now. Yeah. Very, very. <laughs> I know. It's not a good so way to deal with your problems. I don't know if that's uh, well-established enough for people. but No, it's no. It's a very good way to deal with your problems up until a point. Mm-hmm. You deal with problems for like maybe three months that way. Like if you're like, if you're sure you're not going to be an alcoholic by June, <laughs> you know, just start drinking now. Just drink all the time. This is interesting advice. I haven't heard this from yeah. Dr. Fauci, who's going to be saying the <laughs> same anyone? thing at a press conference later yeah. on today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would not listen to this advice. No. As an experienced <laughs> alcoholic, don't listen to this advice. I think, too, it's an interesting thing in that, like, how long have we uh, trumpeted the benefits of homeschooling your kids? A lot of great stuff oh. comes out of that. And it's, uh, I think, a fantastic way of going about things for the right person. Now, everyone, including the people who, I don't know, didn't choose it, are now kind of forced to do it a lot of times uh, in association with a full-time job. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it it really gets, I mean, it is uh, millions and millions of people are dropping out of what they chose into something that, you know, we, I really do believe that homeschooling is a fantastic thing for, you know, for the right families. And I think it takes a special person to do it right. Uh, but like now, pretty much everyone's just forced into it, and a lot of people suck at it. Um, you know, so I. Oh no, I'd suck. I suck at it. I suck at it. I suck at it. Tanya is much better than I am, mm-hmm. uh, and she did it for a very, very long time. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, my wife is not not a fan. I'd be like, "You're going to be stupid. <laughs> Get over it. You're going to be stupid <laughs> and uninformed for the rest of your life." Nope. Well, my wife is big on this thing, and I think it's a smart uh, thought, which is, look, we're. At least in Texas, you get out of school in like what May, right? Um, it's like it's, yeah. it's not even June. Like, why not just call it right now? Call it right now. Start the summer vacation early. Let's just jump into it. Let's call it a year, and then come back a few weeks early and, and catch up with whatever they were going to miss here. Like trying to get the, te- the the parents to actually do a good job teaching a curriculum. It's one thing to keep them sharp and make sure they're reading and do X, Y, and Z, but to ask them to do every little assignment and everything, I can't imagine this is working out well across America. And right I now. don't, and I and I don't, I don't imagine that. I mean, in Texas, we got rid of the star testing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Lone Star testing, so you don't have to do any of that. So these kids are skating. Uh, in many ways, they don't, they don't have to worry about standardized testing. It's like, yeah, we're pretty sure they know it. We're pretty good. Can you, ima- can you imagine uh, going, to, going to school, this being your senior year in high school? It's just over. Yeah. You don't get a graduation. Nothing. It's just over. Yeah, you don't get it's just we it would be weird. Yeah. Now, that is a really tough and a lot. You know, you miss out on your senior prom. Maybe you miss out on all those things yeah. towards the end of the year that are big cultural markers of your childhood. Right. It, and you I mean, you've gone to school all those 12 years, in my case, maybe 15 or 16 years. <laughs> and then you you finally get to graduation in high school. And and, and it's just over. It's just over. It's I, I just think it's uh what is this going to be remembered like by our children 
I mean, our children, you remember those summers where something happened or, you know, school with a big snowstorm. Our kids are going to remember this, this uh, coronavirus. I remember when the world was completely shut down and there was no food and toilet paper. And my mom and dad were were barricading themselves in the house and we had to talk to each other for a while. (laughs) Thank God there was this thing called the internet and netflix because we could escape and that's actually a good outcome this, because that means they're looking back at it and we didn't turn into the walking dead like that this is actually oh, because that you know i i i have to tell you with the kid with with if there wasn't internet netflix if this would have happened 15 years ago the death rate of accidental children fall, falling into walls or, you know, adults falling accidentally out of off of their roof uh, would be through the roof. Because you you what would you do? My kids would kill themselves if they were here without any technology, because all we'd be doing is cleaning the garage. All we there's and there's only so many garages and closets that you have, mm-hmm. you know, it's I think limited. Every, I don't know if anybody else is doing this, but we're taking this because we found, oh, crap. I remember coming home one day three years ago and just being like, I got to put that away. And they're just putting it on a shelf in the garage and it's still sitting there waiting for you to come around to it. All these things that makes life that life is just too busy to catch up on. We're cleaning all of those out. Cleaning all of those out. That's the biggest tragedy, or second biggest tragedy, perhaps, of this is that guys can't avoid doing their to-do lists anymore. Right? Right. You have no excuses. Right. You're just at home, and now you have to, like, do, you have to clean that thing, you have to fix that thing, you have to paint that thing. This is, I mean, it's it's not the biggest tragedy, but it's it's up there. (laughs) It's up there. (laughs) I mean, the deaths might be worse. Right. But... But having to finish your to-do list is up there. I agree with you, Stu. More in uh, just a second. I want to talk to you about Goldline. Uh, If you think the world is stable, uh, you're crazy. We are now in probably the most important week or two now, uh, perhaps in our country's economic history. Uh, Right now... This is the week where mortgages are due. This is the week where utilities are due. This is the week where all of those things that you had to do last month when you had a job, you have to do them now. And people are starting to say, what am I going to pay first? What am I going to do? And the mortgages, uh, they're very concerned about the banks right now. Uh, And I know they're going to save the banks, but what about everybody else? And the thing that they're doing uh, to save everything is just printing unlimited cash. This is n- this is unprecedented. There is nothing like the Great Depression. This is this is off the charts. No one has a clue as to what the results will be of this. May I highly suggest that if you do have some money, that you do put it into gold now. Please consider the the world is. Uh, the world is on edge. Uh, currency is king right now. But if you know anything about history, once they really start printing money like this, currency is eventually going to go away because it will have to. And as the world resets, what do you have? 
please call Goldline now. Goldline is still connected to a consistent supply of gold because the world is running out of gold right now. Companies are having to sell with a mere promise of eventual delivery on gold. Goldline has it, and they are still delivering precious metals on time. Invest in gold now. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. There is a gold rush going on. Goldline has gold available right now for immediate delivery. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. Sarah, we're gonna need our uh, we're gonna need our our comrade update music here in just a second. Uh, let me tell you one thing that I thought was really really cool: uh, Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse, the CEO has foregone his salary and bonus uh, to be able to pay the frontline restaurant employees. Uh, so he's taking zero, and instead he's passing that on to his employees so they can keep the employees paid. Yes, another evil capitalist in the news. Oh, my goodness. Comrades, it's time for a comrade update. Yes, the evil capitalist system is coming undone, and it has shown its true colors. A report from the Australian Strategic Policy Institute has revealed that 83 capitalist corporations have been profiting from slave labor. And it gets worse, comrades. There's even a bigger victim than those poor slave workers. It's our communist allies in China who have been unfairly caught up in this sad, sad tale. To maintain peace, of course, the People's Republic of China have been rounding up political dissidents and and providing them with re-education training. This is extra schooling in a sort of camp sort of atmosphere. You sent your kids to camp. That's all the Japanese or the Chinese are doing. These political troublemakers, most of whom are religious extremists, people who claim they don't want to be a part of the Chinese Communist Party, the, the Chinese have been rounding up. And in these camps, these troublemakers are turned into new men and women who aren't selfishly thinking of their religion or their own backgrounds. Instead, the wonders of the collective, they begin to wonder at how wonderful this wondering is of the wonderful collective. And the Communist China survey shows that once these pathetic dissidents have entered one of these camps, they've never been happier. In one report, 100% of troublemakers surveyed said they are thankful our Chinese comrades rescued them from their sad, useless, and pathetic lives. And 100% of these reform workers also said they wish they could have stayed longer in those re-education camps where the cafeteria food is rated best in human history. (sighs) Is there... Is there nothing that capitalism cannot corrupt, comrades? Yes. Now you might be thinking, shouldn't we be more upset at China for having slave labor in the first place? No! No! These are... I mean, look, there's always going to be a need for concentration camps. I mean, re-educational, vocational centers. Uh, They're always going to be... How else are we supposed to teach those who 
who just won't want to do their own fair share to love their country more than themselves and their children. And of course, these capitalist corporations saying they're ignorant of all of this as if they didn't know the Chinese government was secretly paying people around the country to put these former trouble wakers to work. Well, I say enough is enough. Problem solved as soon as we get rid of capitalism. And one final note before closing this socialist update, comrade, I need you to warn your family and your friends and your fellow revolutionaries about Glenn Beck's new book. Now in these times of trouble, capitalism solving so-called coronavirus that's not going to happen. It'll be our comrades in Cuba that solve it. But Glenn Beck's new book, Arguing with Socialists, is published on April 7th. It's dangerous literature and will teach people the history of socialism. He claims that there are millions dead because of socialism and provides answers to every one of our most important arguments. Comrades, don't let this book spread. Make sure you don't go to Amazon.com or any place else to get a copy now. Arguing with Socialists, available everywhere. <sighs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Have you ever seen a dog get a new lease on life? Uh, it's an interesting thing to watch. My dog has really, I mean, I, I, I love my dog and, and Uno does not have a, a real relationship, let's say, with uh, food. Uh, doesn't generally like to eat. He loves it now. Absolutely loves it. And it's not the dog food. It's what we put on the dog food. The dog food that you normally will serve your dog is dead food. It's been cooked. It's been uh, sterilized. So there's nothing live in it. Well, just like you need live things in your food, they need live things in their food and they're not getting it. So we started using something called Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens, Rough Greens with Uno. The first time he ate it, he gobbled his food. It was remarkable. He runs now to the dish, and I've seen a huge difference in him. Huge. He is much more active. He's happier. I've never seen his tail wag more. He's clear. He's bright. And he's running all the time. He's the way our German Shepherd should be. I want you to go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Go to blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn and get the biggest savings ever on Blaze TV. It's 30 bucks off right now. Promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have uh, shown up. And Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can listen to on podcast at any time. Welcome, Pat. How are you? You may also listen live right before this show. I'm good. Oh, I'm shut great. Up. I'm perfect. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Nearly perfect. You know, in every way. <laughs> yeah, in, in every, every way. way. You're practically yes. Mary Poppins uh-huh. in that sort of almost. Way. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's some good news here for the president. Washington uh, Post ABC News poll surveyed the national support among registered voters uh, in head to head. Vice President uh, Biden had a seven point lead in February that has now gone down to two points, putting Trump and Biden basically at a statistical tie. 
Uh, but when you actually look at who's excited, 43% of voters say they would trust Biden more to handle the coronavirus, with 47% saying they would trust Donald Trump more to manage the crisis. The economic front, this is where he's going to crush. 52% of registered voters say they would prefer Trump to manage the economy. 42% say Biden would do a better job. And I love mm. this note from the Washington Post. The poll's margin of error is 3.5, meaning the coronavirus answer is closer than it seems. <laughs> Could be mm. further as well, <laughs> right? Uh, I think. Yes. <laughs> Just 28% of Biden's supporters are very enthusiastic about him as a candidate, whereas 46% are somewhat enthusiastic <laughs> 55% of those who support Trump say they are very enthusiastic. 32 say they are somewhat enthusiastic. And that's really what wins elections. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fun to note the Bernie voters, too. The, the Bernie voters that have said, if if Bernie's not the nominee, they're voting for Trump. Like 15% of them. Mm. Uh, that's a pretty high percentage, if that turns out to be true. That could swing the election for sure. What, and But what do you make of the Fox News polls that show Biden over Trump in swing counties by 25 points? That's what? Really? Wow. That's uh, that's I mean, that's amazing. The guy has checked out for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's voting for him to that extent? And, and look, polls this entire time have showed <laughs> Biden with a lead over Trump in almost every poll. Yeah, they have. Again, that a lot of that doesn't mean, you know, when it's a primary, it's one side's getting all the attention. You don't you haven't seen any there hasn't been any back and forth, right? Trump hasn't said mm-hmm. lots of critical things. They haven't had debates where Biden's fallen on his face. It's it's pretty typical that that's the way it would play out. That being said, we are now in a, I guess, a general election, though everyone seems to think Andrew Cuomo is going to be the nominee for some reason <laughs> out of nowhere, which is bizarre. I think he is. I, I think he is. I just don't yeah. think I just don't think you can run Joe Biden. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just I don't think he's going to make it that long. The interesting he is not he's not good no he's terrible but cuomo is horrible what has this man done he's been a disaster he's given news conferences every day yeah and they and what has he done done. he's reversed his own decisions 10 times each yeah he's 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 implemented positions that have led to the largest crisis in the entire coronavirus saga Mm -hmm. in the united states Mm -hmm. he has not been able to reverse it he's been sitting here complaining the entire time to no avail this has been a disaster for him and and by the way as late as what march 17th he was telling people that the panic was unwarranted it was two weeks ago (laughs) two weeks ago how's this guy like this shows how little confidence they have in biden they would even consider not going to get that you're not going to get that anywhere else you're not going to get that from mainstream media they'll never report on that i mean uh look at um uh not Bloomberg, but uh, de Blasio. Mm-hmm. De Blasio just w- was just going to the gym last week. Remember, <laughs> yeah. he was like, I'm going to close the gym tonight, but I'm going to go and get a last workout in. Uh, he's now saying uh, to the press who is who is after him. And he's like, look, what do you what do you ta- We don't need to talk about the past. We need to focus on the future. <laughs> I mean, he's he is getting slammed. The 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 poll results now of um, of uh, of Cuomo are really he's like showing like eighty seven percent approval rating in the state of New York, which is weird because almost half the cases in the United States come from New York alone. 
And, and that's a, part of that could be rallying around the executive in charge. It happens all the time in war, uh, whether, you know, at the end of the day, you look at the war and you judge it. Right. But during the war, usually there's a rally around the executive. And that's the one worry you'd think about with Trump and his numbers as well, which they look really good on coronavirus right now. The question is, you know, is that just a yeah. And the economy. The question is. Is that just one of those things where people are rallying behind him because he's kind of the face of this and in charge and, and we need we really want him to succeed so badly? That could be yeah, the case and, with 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 uh, Cuomo. And remember, George Bush, 41, he was really popular like mm-hmm. six months before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that turned completely around by the time of the election. I mean, it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now, or what the polls say right now. It can completely change. Uh, I have a feeling if we are, though, in a, a depression, uh, it's different than just the economy going soft and people losing jobs. I think when you look at who you're going to have rebuild the country, I think Americans will go to Donald Trump because the average American does look at him as a guy who's built an empire and knows how to get things done. Uh, and I think that's. If you're watching his press conferences, that's what you're getting from him right now is this 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 look of like, wow, he I mean, he knows what he's doing here uh, and he's listening to the experts and he's getting things Mm -hmm. done. And I think that'll go a long way if the if the the economy is in really bad shape. So I think he'd actually do well. So what do you guys think is the mechanism in which Cuomo replaces Biden? How does that work? He's way ahead in the delegates. Obviously Cuomo's not on any of the ballots. So what do you, what's the, I, I, I'd have to have. So I've been reading up on this. Right. I, th- yeah, I think up at the convention, mm-hmm. I think if they, you know, the head of the convention just gets up and goes, I mean, guys, <laughs> come on. <laughs> right? Oh, the guys clause. Right? Uh, yeah. Come yeah. on, guys. Come yeah, on, it's guys. the come, come on, guys, guys clause. It's the come yeah. on, guys clause. Yeah. 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 Guys, I mean, look. <laughs> look at him. Uh, not a chance. Not a chance. I guess that could be it. I mean, part of me thinks that there is a path to get you know Cuomo or someone else to be the nominee if they say, look, COVID-19, too serious. We can't hold the rest of these primaries. No one's got the delegates. It's just going to be a contested convention. Um, because if you run these actual elections, whether you want him to or not, most likely Biden's going to wind up being the nominee because he's going to get above the delegates needed. He doesn't need to perform well to get there at this point. So, I, you know, you think he's probably would get there if, if these things are actually held. I guess if you cancel all of them, though. And what is it next? Is it next week? It's next Tuesday, right? Um, the yeah, next one, finally? I think they're all... They're all canceled. There's one that's that... Not, oh, they are canceled? Most of them are moved or canceled. That's not happen. Some of them have been like mail-in only situations. They've converted to mail-in only. But I don't think there's any... Wow. There may be one that's still scheduled to run as normal. Uh, but you can't... There's I, look, no way. I mean, uh, next week and the week after, the, these two weeks are the peak now. <clears throat> you know, the next 15 days, yeah. th- this is when it is all supposed to peak. And there's no way next week you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go out into the polls. Right, vote. Yeah. Go out and vote. <laughs> not, a, not a chance. A million of my closest friends. Yeah. I'm going to go out and vote for Joe Biden. No. <laughs> no. We always talk happen. about that. Like, I go out and walk through a wall of fire to vote for this candidate. They're not. That's not Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, wall of fire is one thing, you know. A potentially getting they won't sick. Walk out in, with, in the, they will walk out for, with, a, with a match. There's a match on the ground. It's not even on fire. I ain't going out there. Not for Joe Biden. No way. No way. 
All right, Mr. Pat Gray, thank you very much. All right, uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is for anybody who is really struggling. Uh, If you just have pain that you just can't take anymore. How about riding a skateboard? Yeah, not doing that, not doing that. Never did, never wanted to, but maybe, you know, that was your thing. Playing football, just uh, me for me, just wrestling with the kids on the ground, just having fun and tickling them and wrestling. There was a time that I didn't think I could do that ever again. Relief factor changed all that for me. It'll change it for you, too. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more because it works. It worked for me. Try Relief Factor now. Call them at 800-583-84. That's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Get out of pain. Get your life back. Call them at 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. Democratically socialist economies. Arguing with socialists. First of all, it's it's democratic. The new book from Glenn Beck. Um, and the other thing, too, is that... Is that you can pre-order it now on Amazon. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, I got a... Uh, this is really... Kind of good news. You know, I, I reported on, um, what was it, Thursday of last week that it looked like Cheesecake Factory may be going out of business coast to coast. <gasps> what? No. That's when this became real. Okay, <laughs> That's when this became real for me. Uh, I just got this in. Glenn, as a longtime listener and fan, I heard you mention my employer today during the broadcast. I wanted you to know I am the director of the talent acquisition for the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, what a job. I'm now uh, very proud to work for this company Uh, in this unprecedented time when the whole restaurant industry is in peril. The cheesecake uh, owner, founder and the president of our company have done some wonderful things to show the 45,000 staff members that we care about them. We're paying benefits through the end of May, so they're going to keep everybody on insurance. We have set up relief funds for staff to apply for grants seeded by two million dollars of our founders own money. I have turned my team into a placement agency. Every day our team talks to staff members who have been furloughed and helps them find a temporary job so they can have income. Until such time, we can welcome them back into our Cheesecake Factory dining rooms. Your comments about neighbor helping neighbor was spot on. I just want you to know America's favorite restaurant is doing our part. Wendy, director of uh, in uh, talent selection and engagement at Cheesecake Factory. Wendy, thank you so much for that. We, uh, you know, it's... We are we're about to hit. This is the worst week I think we have faced yet um, for the economy. Uh, We're going to see new unemployment numbers coming this Thursday or Friday, uh, and they're probably going to be worse than last week. Um, And this is the first week where we have the flip over of a month and people are now having to pay their mortgage, their utility bills. Uh, Places like the Cheesecake Factory said we just can't pay the mortgage on these all these restaurants i mean they're huge they can't do it all of these huge restaurants and even mom and pop restaurants that are closed how are they going to meet their mortgage payment and so they're all in negotiations with the banks to try to figure out how can we meet this mortgage uh and it's going to be it's going to be tough 
It's going to be tough, and it's going to be tough on all of us because we all have to do that. Uh, we all have to pay our credit cards and utility bills and everything else that's coming the first of the month. And that's where the real face of this is. And we just all have to, we just all have to work together. We just have to find a way to work together. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a really tough one. You're seeing all these reports of people who were, you know, at work and, you know, were not having any government assistance. They were maybe not wealthy, but had put a little bit of money away and thought they were relatively well prepared for most things that could happen. You know, especially at jobs like restaurant, you know, if you're a waitress at a wet restaurant, you've been able to, you've been working there for a long time. You decide, you know, you, you have a, you're putting money away. And then, you know, the bottom falls out. You're thinking to yourself, well, if my restaurant closes, I'm, I'm experienced. I'll go get another job at another restaurant. Well, what if there are no other restaurants? And that's not yeah, something is, anyone could prepare for. This is why this is so unprecedented. This is why anybody who says, well, we made it through the Great Depression. We made it through. Yeah. We, we did. And we will make it through this, too. But uh, we, we don't know exactly how. Yeah. What I, it's going to look like on the other side. I keep coming back to the same thing, which is it's not like a Great Depression. It's like a nationwide hurricane. It's a nationwide Katrina. Right. Where everything yes. gets knocked offline uh, all at the same yes. time. And there's a period where you need to, quote unquote, rebuild uh, before the economy starts coming back. It's a much better way of thinking about it. And of course, that's what this bill is supposed to try to help. Right. Uh, you know, if you have a job the- um, and you lose it, it's supposed to be better as far as unemployment goes. If you have a job at a small company, those small companies are supposed to be able to get money to pay all the salaries that are involved if you work at a big company those are supposed to get really uh, you know basically zero interest loans to be able to pay their their uh, their employees you know they they've tried to cover this but again you know a the government misses all sorts of things um uh, and they always screw these things up and b we're obviously paying a massive price here at the end of this with money printing and all these other uh, you know yeah. issues we're going to have to deal with after this thing goes by yeah, we have no idea what the ramifications are. I yeah. mean, we have some. We have no idea. Except this, you know, I think you're right saying this is more like a hurricane than the Depression. Uh, with the exception of all of our houses are going to be better organized yeah. uh, at the end of this one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's true. like a hurricane that came through and just cleaned everybody's closets uh, and organized everything in the garage. Well, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like when you have amnesia and you hit your head again and all the cartoons, you always come back and get all your memory back. Like if your house right. is really messy, a hurricane comes through and then it's clean. Like that might yeah, actually right. be it's exactly the result. It's exactly here. right. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you if you are are struggling. I, I want you to know that Mercury One is out with Team Rubicon right now. We are boots on the ground in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, we're leading the support with Team Rubicon to the healthcare workers at the Cone Health uh, Greensboro, where our volunteers are taking on logistics support in the hospital's warehouse. In Chicago, we're on the ground working with Catholic charities to help package food odors. In Fairfield, California, we are on the ground uh, with... Uh, uh, from our Southwest Territory, assisting in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at Travis Air Force Base near Fairfield, providing logistics support inside and outside the quarantine areas. In Coca, Florida, the gray shirts with Mercury and Team Rubicon are serving as drivers, helping emergency management make vital deliveries of food and supplies to homebound residents. If you can help us keep these going, if you have an extra five bucks, 
please consider helping out. We are all needed in this. And if you can donate five bucks, please go to mercuryone.org slash donate and make a donation now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So what should we be doing right now for the coronavirus? How do we save both people and the economy? Actually, a friend has a really great idea. He posted it on Medium, and it has gotten the attention of those in power in Washington. And we want you to be one of the first to hear about it. How to stop the virus dead in its tracks right now. It can be done. We go there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you sincerely about refinancing and uh, uh, maybe getting a consolidation loan for your mortgage. Right now, this week is the beginning of the real trouble for the economy because everybody is looking at their checkbook now and saying, okay, how do I pay the mortgage? How do I pay the utility bills? If you lost your job, and as we saw, just the ones that could get through last uh, last week, 3.5 million Americans who may have had solid credit but they lost their jobs. Now America and America's business owners are looking and saying, how do I afford the restaurant? How do I afford the building? The, the, I mean, I, I don't have any customers coming in. Please, please consider refinancing. If you are in the situation right now where you can refinance, please refinance. Uh, consolidate all of your loans. Get those high interest credit cards off of your plate and put them uh, under your mortgage at this low rate right now. Historic lows. I don't think they're going to have to go to negative interest rates to go any lower. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. It'll be the best 10 minutes you spend today. The most responsible thing you can do. 800-906-2440. Take 10 minutes and talk to them about refinancing your mortgage or a consolidation loan with AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, there's some really good news. Uh, I think it's Bosch has come out this weekend and said that they have developed a virus uh, uh, test that can actually confirm in two and a half hours whether or not somebody has the virus or not. Uh, and it is it's ready to be mass produced and shipped all over the world. Uh, and we've got to test more people. We've got to f- be able to figure out if people have antibodies uh, so they can go back to work. We have to be able to see if somebody's in a, a carrier so they don't go to work. We're trying to now balance as we've hit the doubling rate last Wednesday in New York. Uh, now the deaths are doubling every every day and that number is going up quickly. We have to be able to figure out how to save lives and save the economy. Well, I got a note in from a friend of mine now, uh, Dr. Robert Epstein, 
and he is the guy who, you know, was editor in chief of psychology today, senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research, technology, yada, yada, uh, contributing editor for Scientific American Mind. Cambridge Center for Behavioral Studies in Massachusetts. He's the guy who's been working on the the high tech stealing of elections. He voted for Hillary Clinton, but saw what tech did and said, this is this is obscene. How many numbers they changed in favor of Hillary Clinton? He's been working on that. Well, on Friday, he published an article, How to Stop the Virus Now. And I called him right away and said, this is really is this possible? So he's on now to give the answer. Is it possible? Hey, Doc, how are you? Um, well, you know, nervous like everyone else is. But, uh, yes, I have yeah. a certain optimism uh, at this point about what can be done. That's true. Okay. So, so tell us, first of all, let's start with the uh, university uh, in, where was it, um, Ital- in Italy, the little Italian town of, I think it's Vo. VO? That's right. That's right. Bo. Um, and by the way, this this article of mine was published last Wednesday, not Friday. It was published on Wednesday in, uh, in both Medium and the Epic Times, which is a newspaper that President Trump likes a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that will help actually get this plan into motion. Uh, in the city of Vo, which has about 3,300 people, that's where the, there was the first death. Uh, of coronavirus in Italy. Uh, so, you know, it, that meant something special to the Italian people. So researchers at the University of Padua in, uh, in Italy, which has been around since the year 1222, believe it or not, uh, they went into this little town and they tested everyone. So try to remember that hashtag test everyone because that's what they did. They tested everyone and uh, of course, no one's ever done that before, but because they tested everyone, they knew who was carrying the virus and who wasn't. And, of course, a lot of people carrying the virus were asymptomatic. That's how the virus spread so fast. That's why it's so dangerous. And they just separated out the people who were carrying the virus from the people who weren't. And guess what happened? Instantly, instantly, transmission stopped. And the paranoia stopped in that town because right now, you know, everyone looks at everyone and thinks they, they have the virus. But now, you know, most of the people in the town did not have it and they were freed. And if we did this in our country nationwide, we have the capability to do it. If we tested everyone, what would happen is the, the carriers would self-isolate we would help them a little bit, but most of them would just self-isolate anyway, just like if you get the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the flu. And the rest of us, the 333 million people right now uh, who have been basically imprisoned in our bedrooms, we would be set free. The restaurants, the theaters, uh, the stadiums could start functioning immediately. I mean, and that would be the end of the crisis. And by the way, because this virus gets killed off by our immune systems, those people who are self-isolating, some of them would get sick. Of course, a few of them would die. They would, a lot of them would need treatment. But the point is, within three or four weeks, the virus would be dead. It would have no hosts. It would disappear. 
Okay, so you said this is the part of the article that really intrigued me. Could we really test 329 million men, women, and children in the U.S.? Sounds like a tall order, but it's not much difference than taking the census. And only bodily fluid is needed, uh, a small amount of nasal mucus, yes, not. But because of the economies of scale, the per unit cost of 300 million tests would likely be less than a dime. But even if taking administrative costs and the usual government efficiency inefficiencies into account, the total cost of each test would turn out to be $20. That's $6.5 billion price tag. It would still be $600 million less than we'd be spending this year alone on the census. So you're saying that this is not a big number and big numbers don't seem to scare us anymore anyway, um, but it can be done. Now, do we have... Do we have this kind of test available that could be produced quickly enough? The answer to that is almost. In other words, if if President Trump, and that's what I'm hoping will happen, I'm in touch with people who know him, I'm in touch with the people at the White House, I'm in touch with people on you know, uh, uh, Pence's uh, coronavirus team. If President Trump used the power that he has to say, do it, then what we would end up with, literally in a matter of days, a couple of weeks at the most, we would end up with a kind of a, a little device, a throwaway a device like those uh, throwaway pregnancy tests uh, that could be distributed literally by the, by the millions very, very rapidly, uh, which is, will allow us at home just to shove it up our nose and Wait a few minutes, and we, you get a plus sign. That means you're carrying. You get a minus sign. It means you're not carrying. And, yes, that could be developed and mass-produced practically overnight if the president used his powers to say, make it so. And, by the way, that would also make President Trump uh, a great hero who would not only be saving uh, our country, saving countless lives, saving our economy, but, you know, think ahead a couple of weeks. Uh, it would only be a very short time before uh, those little throwaway devices would be distributed worldwide. And literally, our president would be saving humanity and world economy. So it would be, it's almost worth an X prize kind of thing as well. I mean, for the president to say, look, we're going to offer, you know, $500 million or a billion dollars, whatever it is. Uh, to the company that can come up with this accurately the quickest. Um, you know, if you do it by this date, it's worth X number of dollars. And being able to have everybody do it, not only just because of what, you know, I would assume the government would pay for all of these things and send them all out. So they're going to be making money throughout the globe, but also that added uh, incentive. And it would really also highlight the capitalist system over every other system. I think this is a genius idea. Um, and I hope the president looks at it because this is exactly the kind of stuff he likes. This is exactly the stuff he likes. And as I say, the, uh, the article, which people can access at uh, how to stop the uh, That'll take you right to the article on the Epic Times. Uh, and the folks at the Epic Times think uh, that this is brilliant, too. But what we have to do, that's you and me and your listeners, we have to very, very rapidly give this idea traction in the media, on Twitter. We have to give yeah. it traction. We have to get this to right. 
the, all the all the Twitter leaders who have the millions and millions of followers, we got to get this traction. And then those people who are ready to talk to the president, they will talk to the president. And as I say, all he has to do is say, make it so, like Captain Picard on Star Trek, and it'll happen. Uh, you know, you mentioned a test uh, now that can be analyzed in two and a half hours. Uh, one was just approved in Europe that can be analyzed in 30 minutes, and our own FDA just approved a test that can be analyzed in 15 minutes. So the point is, <laughs> you know, all you have to do is say, okay, now stick it in a little device, that, you know, we can mass produce, people can use at home and then throw away, and we're done. Literally, we would kill the virus and save the economy simultaneously. Uh, and again, I think our president would, be, would go down in history as a great hero. All right. So I'm going to tweet this out. We're posting it at glenbeck.com. We're tweeting it. I'll Facebook it. Just share it with all of your friends and make sure you share it uh, to uh, with uh, the president as well. Make sure you attach um, uh, the president Trump to all of the tweets and everything else you're sending out. Um, Robert, I want to talk to you about because you are a behavioral psychiatrist or psychologist. And I, I want to ask you about what is happening uh right now what are the effects of this long term i've been thinking about the people who are at home who you know maybe are in bad marriages or they're at home and they're they're really getting hit hard uh and the suicide rate and everything else what what are the things we should be looking out for and how can we help people the effects are devastating. I just flew to Boston to, to visit my 94-year-old mom because, I, you know, of course, I'm afraid because everyone's afraid. And then I flew back to California, and there was no one on the planes. Four of my flights were canceled. The problem is everyone is looking at everyone thinking they have the virus. So we're talking about mass paranoia. Uh, we're talking about everyone afraid of everyone. And then, of course, we have tens of millions of people, you know, stuck at home. And then, of course, the loss of livelihood, the loss of income, the loss of businesses. Uh, no, this is devastating psychologically for humanity, which is why we have to stop with these Band-Aids, these halfway measures that are very, very expensive. We've just got to stop that and just solve the problem. This is, you know, not every problem has a simple, straightforward solution. Uh, the AIDS uh, epidemic, which I, I talk about in my article, which is still at howtostopthevirus.com, uh, the AIDS uh, virus could not be fought in any simple way. Even to this day, there is no vaccine. So uh, because, you know, it kills the immune system itself. So you can't just kind of quarantine people and wait for you know, the, uh, the, the immune system to take over and kill the virus because the virus kills the immune system. But this particular virus, okay, most people have very mild symptoms. Our own immune system kills it within 10 to 14 days. So all we have to do, you see, is identify who's carrying it, who's not, and then those of us who are not carrying it, we are set free. We reopen our economy. 
This is doable. This is very, very doable. If we don't do it, we continue what we're doing now, and that doubling rate continues. I just published another new article that's called The Doubling Problem, which really is scary. Of course, I'd rather have people focus on the solution. But, uh, you know, the doubling problem is unprecedented. Worldwide, the number of cases and the number of deaths is doubling every six days in the United States. Overall, right now, it's every two or three days. In some areas in the U.S., it's every day. When that kind of doubling continues, the effects are devastating on every aspect of our lives. And this is going to change some people for the rest of their lives. And, of course, some people, in fact, will take the suicide because, yeah, this looks so bleak. Uh, I, I thank you very much for your solution. I'd love to have you back maybe tomorrow or the next day uh, to talk some more uh, uh, about this and and also what you see and how people can help each other. Um, it's Dr. Robert Epstein. And uh, the the website that you need to go to is howtostopthevirus.com. Share this as fast as you can, as much as you can. Get people to share this. Howtostopthevirus.com. I think it's a brilliant solution, the kind the president would love uh, and can save not only people and lives, but also uh, the global economy at the same time. Thank you so much, Doc. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. You know, there's never been a better time to stock up on Omaha steaks than this. Uh, If you are looking for a great steak, Omaha steaks, they deliver the world's best steaks and a huge variety of family favorites, all without having to leave the comfort or safety of your home. They uh, come in these uh, these boxes that are uh, great, you know, care package to send somebody if you'd like or for yourself. If you don't have a full freezer, you might want to get one of these. The dinner is going to be very easy and very delicious. Right now, Omaha Steaks has a limited time stock up sale going on available to help your family stock up on food that you love. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code into the search bar. You're going to get free shipping on any orders of $69 or more. Staying at home does not have to be all bad. Omaha Steaks, put them on your grill, can be a real blast and really, really uh, the best part of your day, sitting down at the table and having Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com, free shipping on anything, $69 or more. Look at the deals going on now in their stock-up sale at OmahaSteaks.com. Type in Beck in the search bar, and that way you'll be able to shop. You get all those discounts. It's Beck in the search bar at OmahaSteaks.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So here's some more good news. The French government has now officially sanctioned chloroquine, uh, the drug that is used to fight uh, malaria and other things, lupus, for certain patients infected with the coronavirus or COVID-19. The French government has officially sanctioned prescriptions of chloroquine to treat certain uh, coronavirus patients. This according to France 24. They issued this uh, on Saturday. This ensures continued treatment of patients who have been treated for several years for chronic conditions with this drug, but also allows the temporary authorization to allow certain patients with coronavirus to benefit from this uh, this therapeutic route. Uh, There is a five day recovery time, which is considerably faster than the usual 14 days. 
And for some, it can go up to 28 days if they recover at all. But with chloroquine, it shows 78 out of 80 patients treated with chloroquine were covered within five days. That's remarkable. Now, France has just done this. On, set, on Sunday, the FDA issued a, an emergency authorization for hydrochlor, uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, and chloroquine. Uh, so they now said that doctors are able to uh, prescribe this now for any kind of coronavirus uh, patient. Uh, the national stockpile is, be, is to be distributed and prescribed by doctors to hospitalize teen and adult patients with COVID-19 as appropriate. Uh, Sandoz donated 30 million doses of the hydroxychloroquine to the stockpile. Bayer has donated a million doses of chloroquine, so they are making more. I know 6 million doses are coming from Israel uh, to be able to uh, add that to our national stockpile as well. This is really, really good news. Really good news. And would have never happened, never happened, uh, if I think if it wasn't for Donald Trump. Opening up the federal regulations and just saying, forget it. Let's just do what's right. And if we think there's a chance it works, let's give it a shot. I think is absolutely tremendous. All right, coming up Friday, Thomas Massey decided to stand up because all the essential workers all around the country showed up to do their essential job, except those in Congress. And he said, we're voting on $2 trillion, and this is a mess, and none of you are willing to show up to vote for it? Well, that wasn't really popular. We'll talk to him coming up. You're listening to Glenn so data breaches can happen to anybody from high profile tech moguls all the way down to mom and pop shops and and individuals just like you nobody is completely safe and especially with quarantine now are your servers at your house safe because so many people are working at home they are targeting people who own businesses and are doing all of their businesses from home uh we are in a lockdown uh sort of uh state and is all of the data that you use, is that all locked down? We have enough on our plate right now protecting your family from all sorts of ills without having to worry about one of them being a cyber criminal. This is why you need LifeLock. LifeLock is there. They'll detect a wide range of identity threats, things like your social security number for sale on the dark web. They'll work with you to stop it. Nobody can prevent everything, but... Um, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own, and they are the best in the business. Join now. You'll save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. Save 25% right now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. Save 25% at LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. One thing for sure, socialism is not the answer to the problems we're facing. Arguing with socialists makes those points for you. Glenn Beck's new book out April 7th.
Congressman Thomas Massey uh, has been in Congress now since uh, 2012. I think he's he's one of my favorites. He stands up for what is right. Uh, he faced an impossible decision, I think, last week. Uh, last week, the Congress wanted to pass this this spending bill of two trillion dollars, the largest spending package in American history, and wanted to do it uh, just as a just as a, you know, uh, a, a no contest. I can't remember. Sue, what do they what do they call those votes? Um, where you, just, you don't have to even unanimous consent. Well, nobody was even there. Nobody was even there. So Thomas Massey got into his car on Thursday and started driving towards the Capitol because he felt that everybody needed to be there. If essential workers. I mean, this would be a central part of your job, wouldn't it? Congress. Um, and he wanted to be there. And he said, we, we've got to have everybody vote on this. This this is huge and it's full of waste and everything else. Well, no good deed goes unpunished. That's not popular on either side. Thomas Massey is here to join us and, and to tell us wh- what he was thinking and what he's thinking now. Hi, Thomas. How are you? How you doing, Glenn? Look, this was about Congress trying to avoid accountability for the largest wealth transfer from the middle class to the moneyed class in the history of mankind. Even the Roman emperors couldn't pull this off. And they wanted, like you said, they wanted to do it by unanimous consent. Now, they first said, we don't need to be there. And I said, no, the Constitution says otherwise. To do legislative business, at least half of you need to be there. Then they said, we can't make it on time. I said, you're telling people to stay home. Of course they're not going to get here on time if you're telling them to stay home. And by the way, my intention wasn't to delay this bill. That's why I shared my strategy with the leadership days before so they could get everybody there in time. But they were still telling everybody to stay home. Then they said, this is the, this is the rich one here, it's not safe for us. They're, listen, mm-hmm. 96 senators made it to work. That on Tuesday, I can tell you we should have been able to get at least 50% of our members there, especially when these congressmen are telling the truck drivers, keep driving. They're telling the farmers, keep farming. They're telling the grocery baggers, bring it out to our car for us, please. Right? But these congressmen who are making $174,000 a year and getting their health care paid for by the taxpayer said, we don't want to go to work. But the truth came out on Friday when I asked for the recorded vote. And before that, I had discussions with Kevin McCarthy and Nancy Pelosi, and that's what it became clear to me. Nancy Pelosi said, we don't want a recorded vote because there's some members who aren't here, and we don't want them to have political fallout for not being here. You know, some of them are sick. And we'll go out and explain why you didn't come to Congress. If, but the reality was Kevin McCarthy and Nancy Pelosi were trying to protect their incumbents from primary challengers. They didn't want them to go on the record. And so here's where I called their bluff, and here was Checkmate on Friday. They said, we won't have enough members there to pass it, and you'll delay it a day. Well, when I asked for the recorded vote, they refused the recorded vote, at which point I demanded a quorum call. At that point, they they pulled people in the room. They put them up in the gallery. They maintained social distancing. I don't know how many people were there. They said there was a quorum. Okay, if there, if there wasn't a quorum, they were violating the Constitution. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say there was a quorum. Why didn't they take the vote then? It would have passed. That's when I called their bluff on it. So wait, so they, when you call a quorum, don't you have to count? Huh. 
They said they counted. It took him like one second, the guy in the speaker's chair. He, he turned his head from left to right. He said, a quorum is here. And I'd already wargamed this with the parliamentarian. He said, it's not debatable. You can't, you can't uh, appeal it. The, the, the speaker's count is absolute. Uh, so then he, and he says, if there is a quorum, he has the right to say, we're not voting on it. That's correct. And this is the first time since I've been in Congress, Glenn, that they've ever denied a request for a recorded vote. The first time ever. On the biggest bill ever. And listen, if this had been a Manhattan-type project where we said, we're going we're gonna to make ventilators like we've never made them before, we're going to come up with the antigen antibody test, which is required, and we're going to guarantee every American that you can get a test, regardless of whether you're a grocery bagger or a politician or a celebrity. Because that's the only way we get out of this. But it wasn't that bill. This was a, this was a wealth transfer. Do the, I'm asking your listeners to do the math. Six trillion dollars. Let's say there's a, a, a hundred million families in the United States. That's sixty thousand dollars per family, and they're offering twelve hundred dollar checks. The twelve hundred dollar check is the cheese in the trap. You're saying that each of us paid $60,000, and we're only getting a $1,200 check. Yes, that's what's going to happen. And there's some other stuff in this bill that's not even unraveled yet, that when people find out what's going on, when the Fed starts playing in the stock market and the the Congress can't look at it, you want to talk about insider trading. What does it mean when somebody who knows when the interest rates are going to move can, can take positions in the stock market? That's bad enough, but what does it mean when somebody who can move interest rates can take positions in the stock market? Like the, the mom and dad back home who are trying to invest, make smart decisions in their 401k, or maybe they're investing directly in the stock market, how do they have a chance with that kind of insider trading going on? So, Thomas... Uh, you you took a beating from Donald Trump. You're up for re-election. Uh, you had to know this was not going to be popular uh, and not popular with him or anybody else. Uh, what's the fallout there? And and what do you what do you what what's happening? Well, and I know I, people say I did this for political advantage. Look, my my re-election was. <laughs> I know, isn't it laughable? <laughs> yeah, now it I've is. Got, yeah, it is. Now I've got big, big dark money after me. Now I've got three tweets from the president after me. Do you think that helps me in an election? It does not no. help me. But there's two reasons I did this, Glenn. I don't want people to think I went down and lit myself on fire just for, just, you know, because I didn't have a plan. Number one, people can have hope if at least one person will fight. But when everybody in Congress hides, from the accountability, people lose all hope. So that's number one. Number two, strategically, think about this. If we had all stayed home and let Nancy Pelosi pass this bill with only her in this, in this speaker's chair and one person on the floor, that sets her up for this fourth bill, which if you listen to the Democrats' debate, even just listen to Nancy Pelosi, take her at her word. She says the third bill was just a down payment, and now they're going to come out with a fourth bill. And we would have paved the way for her to just put that gavel down with nobody there, and everybody would have thought it was normal to stay home. But now her Democratic members are going to say, really, Nancy, 
you're going to do this because Massey's going to drag our asses. I'm sorry, can I say that? Anyways, Massey's going to drag us (laughs) into uh, the chamber again, and we don't want to do it. We want to stay home. So this makes it harder for Pelosi to get her agenda across. And I would argue it strengthens Donald Trump's hand in the next negotiation to know that Nancy Pelosi can't run the tables with nobody there. So how much did they run the tables? I mean, how much how much of this stuff in there is coming from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and well and their ilk? Most of it's coming from the moneyed class. Of course, they're promoting they're getting the things they want. There's there's the taste of socialism here and it's a taste of thing it's a preview of coming attractions. But what the really bad part about this is they're the they're saying to the shareholders and the big bankers not the mom-and-pop banks, but the big banks. They're saying, we're going to make you whole. You're going to be just fine. And we're, we're, going, to, we're going to socialize the risks that you've taken. Now, they privatize the gains, and they socialize the risks. And that's a big problem, because it's, it's mom and dad who are holding the bag on this one. And they're, with the inflation that's coming, if you've saved any money for retirement, they don't even have to open your safe to take it out. They're going to devalue the dollar. Thomas, uh, a message for the White House or the president at all? Any kind of, I mean, I know you don't. Yeah, I've got several. I mean, I know you're on the side of the the president. Most times you're on the side of the president. My message is this. Uh, Donald Trump was misled by the moneyed class, who I believe they they had insider trading. I believe there were puts and calls and market uh, positions taken for that bill to pass on Friday, and that's why they were so panicked when one voice stood up. They were all mad at me. But I did this in a professional way. I told the the leadership that I was going to ask for the vote, and ultimately it wasn't even delayed for one minute. So I would say to the president, look back. All that came out of this is I made Congress come to work, and I've strengthened his hand going forward. And I know I've kicked the hornet's nest, and if he's going to come against me in this election, so be it. I hope not. Uh, I would remind you, Glenn, he said he was going to come after Mark Meadows when Mark voted against the Republican health care bill. And now Mark's his chief of staff. Now, I'm not applying for chief of staff. I just want to sit, tell you there is life after, <laughs> after the mean All tweet. Right. But, but my, All right. my website is thomasmassey.com. I've kicked the hornet's nest. If anybody still believes in America... If anybody believes you should show up to work if you're a congressman, please support me in this. ThomasMassey.com. I am going to take a beating in this election. Thomas, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm thank always, you, uh, I always like the underdog. I always like the underdog, and um, especially one with principles. I personally wish he wouldn't have done this, um, but uh, because I would have liked him to be there for a very long time, and I think this is going to hurt him. Uh, but not if people rally around uh, and help him. Uh, Representative Thomas Massey. Thank you, Thomas. All right. So if you're selling a house right now, you need the best real estate agent in your area. When I say the best, here's how we qualify that. Somebody who has the best track record of selling um, somebody who's been doing it for a very long period of time, somebody that has the, the right kind of ethics that 
really is not in it just for the dollar. They're really in it to help people and they listen and they have a great track record of their clients coming back and doing transactions with them over and over and over again because it's a great experience. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, they're going to make this the easiest transaction you've ever done. If you're looking to sell your house or to buy a new one, and especially in a new area where you don't know anybody, this is where we really can help you out. Um, we'll help you find the right schools, the right neighborhood for you and your family. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, go there first. Realestateagentsitrust.com. A lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes. Finding yourself speechless listening to progressive arguments. Arm yourself with the facts. Arguing with Socialists, a new book from Glenn Beck. Pre-order now on Amazon. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I just, uh, a friend just emailed me and said, uh, Glenn, you got to see this on Facebook. It's the London Philharmonic uh, playing. And uh, so I'm just, uh, just listening to the London Philharmonic. And here's the thing. They're, they're all playing from separate locations. And it's only a quartet. It's not the whole, I mean, <laughs> big deal. That's pretty remarkable. Four different locations playing in sync uh, from the London uh, Philharmonic. I guess you can find that at uh, their Facebook page. I, I have to tell you, after going through the news every day, I just, I just want to watch Tiger King. That's all I want to do. I just <laughs> want to watch Tiger King. Yeah, that and seems to be uh, the same choice the nation is making at this time. Yeah, everybody's talking about Tiger King. Uh, everybody in my own family is talking about Tiger King. And Tanya and I, who have actually been, you know, doing stuff, uh, were like, what are you talking about? And my kids were like, Dad, you have to watch this. I mean, the 30-year-olds all the way down uh, to Cheyenne, all of them are like, Dad, it's a, it's a toothless marvel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh I think it's I think people are watching it because it makes you feel so much better about yourself. Yeah, they're apparently giant disasters. Uh, this uh, this group of people, uh, you know, and it's one thing to go viral and be this like crazy success story on Netflix. That's already a really good place to be in. But when in this time when everybody's at home and everybody's watching way more TV than is possibly healthy. Can you imagine how, I mean, the numbers on this show right now, they're everywhere. Oh my gosh, no. It's incredible. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know that all that much about it. I do want to watch it though. I mean, just because everybody is saying how great it is. Yeah. I started watching it last night and, uh, to say, uh, the Tiger King himself is eccentric, <laughs> uh, is really an understatement is really an understatement. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, some of the some of the people probably locked away in Bellevue are eccentric. This guy is <laughs> nuts. And you know what's what's crazy is they were talking about how there are more big cats in captivity in private zoos in people's backyards in the United States than there are big cats in the wild over the entire planet. What? They said you'd be really surprised how many people, how many big cats are around you right now. I, I, 
No. I, no. That's like a cat lady on steroids. That should be, you should have to register. You know what I mean? With the neighborhood. Hey, I've, you know, I've got a lion in the backyard. <laughs> Don't you think? That's, this that's is America, kind of a, Glenn. This is America yeah. you're talking about. When you yeah, have a I know, giant cat, uh, you put it in the backyard, you try to fence it in if possible. That's this country. Yeah. <laughs> so that this is America, and America doesn't have big cats in the wild. You know what I mean? If you had like a bunch of coyotes, you'd be like, okay, we ain't got a bunch of coyotes. All right, I get it. It's weird. But you've got an African tiger in in the backyard. I think we should know about that. Maybe it's maybe it's just me. Mm, spy culture uh, has penetrated even you. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It has. Yeah, it has. Now there's a real problem we have to solve: the big cat culture. <laughs> All right, coronavirus update and what's happening in New York next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All the news you need to know about the coronavirus in about 10 minutes. We're going to do that in one minute. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, coronavirus update coming up in just a second. Uh, first, let me tell you about Rough Greens. This is something that I uh, put on my dog's food that he absolutely loves. It's from Vitasmart. It's ruffgreens.com slash Beck. I want you to try it for 14 days. See if you don't see a huge difference in your dog. I know I have with Uno. He's always hated to eat. He loves to eat. He runs for the bowl now. Uh, he has physically changed. Uh, and and it is the Rough Greens that has done it. I sent this to the um, the vet because I just brought it home one day and started feeding him. My, my wife's like, what are you feeding him? I'm like, it's really good for the dog. What are you? I've got to get this to the vet right away. Okay. Got it to the vet. The vet said... This is really good. You, you should feed this to your dog. Okay. All right. So uh, we continue to feed rough greens to our dog, and he is remarkably different. Remarkably different. Hard to describe. You will see it yourself within 14 days. Within two weeks, it started. But I'm telling you, the changes happen every day since. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. It has all of the live nutrients that your dog needs every day to remain healthy. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Try it for $14.95. Try the 14-day jump start and see if you see a difference in your dog as I have in Uno. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right, our daily stats, total confirmed cases worldwide, 735,000. This is up from 524,000 on Friday. We are now hitting, 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 hitting the doubling of numbers here in the United States. Total confirmed deaths worldwide. Friday, it was 24. Today, it's 34,804. The cases confirmed recovered, 155. That's also significantly up, 125 since Friday. 5% of active cases worldwide are considered serious, needing hospitalization. Now, 11% in the U.S. of confirmed cases require hospitalization, roughly on par with Italy, who is at 12% hospitalization. The U.S. now has 142,000 confirmed cases, 200, I'm sorry, 2,489 deaths. So, you know, Friday, the confirmed cases were 85,000. 
Today, that number is 142,000 confirmed cases. Friday, we had 1,300 deaths. Today, we have 2,400. In the U.S., uh, 20,220 citizens are officially hospitalized with COVID-19. Another 6,402 with presumptive positive cases waiting for test results. The United States of America now leads the world in total confirmed cases with 45,000 more cases than Italy, although Italy leads the world in deaths with 10,799 officially dead as of today. Oh, let's look at some of the other news. Hey, we get to do this through April 30th. Trump administration, no matter what the media said about Donald Trump, Donald Trump was not going to ex- was not going to say everybody back to work tomorrow. He wasn't going to do that. He what he said last week is I'd like to have everybody back by Easter, but that's our goal. Let's see. And I'll look at the numbers. Well, he looked at the numbers and he thinks that we need these extreme uh, restrictions until April 30th. That was announced last night. Um, COVID-19 epidemic in New York continues. The 911 system has been overwhelmed officially. The emergency system receiving now over 7,000 calls a day, more than any other time since 9-11. System had broken three records in just the last few days. With nearly 8,700 calls on Thursday, many of the calls are from people with high fevers and flu-like symptoms. It's a war zone, said one of the paramedics. There's no way we can respond to this many emergency calls. They have now stopped, suspended CPR and artificial respiration. By Friday, more than 206 uh, emergency technicians from the New York Fire Department had tested positive for COVID-19. Another 750 NYPD officers have also tested positive. More than 10% of New York's police force is currently offline now due to infection or quarantine due to the suspected infection. My daughter came to me and said, for the first time, I'm glad we moved out of New York, Dad. I can see why you said we should get out of there (laughs) yeah one paramedic who chose not to be named estimated over 20 percent of the 911 calls 911 calls were going unanswered 20 percent no units responding yet another scene out of a hollywood movie that we've only seen in movies a field hospital being set up yesterday in central park meanwhile people were still gathering in the park The U.S. state-by-state travel restrictions and warnings have now gone into effect. CDC issues stark travel warnings to New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut residents, urging residents not to travel out of their home states unless it's in case of an emergency. Florida has restricted travel from New York, Louisiana, Mississippi amid the outbreak, forcing travelers to either turn around or submit to a mandatory 14-day quarantine. Florida's governor has indefinitely closed all of the vacation rentals to any out-of-state travelers notifying existing renters to finish your stay and go home. Quarantines for fines and uh, and out-of-state travelers. This is crazy. 
New York and Rhode Island both restrict travel from New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, including those with vacation or summer homes in the state. Both states are using the National Guard troops to endure, to enforce the travel restrictions and requiring 14-day quarantines on any out-of-state travelers. Hawaii has now arrested two and issued warnings to more than 70 tourists who violated shelter-in-place warnings. Can you imagine being stuck in a hotel someplace? What that must be like? Oof. Nevada reportedly considering closing the border to California, according to the Los Angeles Times. When is the last time you heard that about uh, heard about that in history, Stu? I mean, this is how crazy it is. Nevada closing its quarter, uh, border with California. Yeah, I mean, that stuff that doesn't dust happen. Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it really yeah. just doesn't. It's not one of those things that happens. The, the same thing was being talked about with Rhode Island, as they're basically trying to quarantine people who are coming into Rhode Island from other states initially starting with New York, but now supposedly to the entire country. I got a new punishment for my kids. <laughs> if they were a little younger, it'd be a little more effective. You, you screw up. You don't take care of the stuff. You got to watch another episode of the stand with me tonight. <laughs> <Don't>, I, <laughs> we're just living. That you don't think that would freak them out. Yeah. <laughs> freak them out. No dad, don't make me watch the stand. It's <laughs> really happening. I was amused that, that the like number one and number two movies on Netflix was outbreak and contagion. It's like, you guys are in the middle of that one. Why are you watching it right now? Sounds like a bad I idea. Know. So we got, we, we got a bunch of games. One of them is called pandemic. And I realized why games aren't more popular. I, I, I didn't want to figure out how any of them worked. You're talking about just, you know just I mean? board games generally? Yeah, just board games. We bought a bunch of board games. Uh, and, you know, last, last Monday we had, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Rob Eno on, who's yeah. a, he's, a, he's a game master. Uh, and, uh, and so we said, you know, give us the best board games. We got them all. Nah, mm I don't want to rules. learn how to play any of them. Yeah. A lot of rules. They yeah. were all like, man, if this goes on, I'm like, nah, open up the next box. By, by the third game, my son said, you just don't want to play. And I'm like, yeah, could be, could be. I just don't want to learn it. I don't want to learn it. You guys learn it, figure out how to play it. And I'll watch and then I'll jump in. But I'm not interested. I think it's the extreme guy thing. You know, when, when it comes to, like, building bikes, you know, for Christmas and everything else, the handlebars are usually missing on the bikes that I would buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, be like, I didn't, well, there was an extra piece. I didn't, huh, missing. I don't know what happened to that piece. I don't like reading directions. But when it comes to board games, to have fun, read directions to have fun, I'm out. <laughs> it really is because it's it, it's so much usually on those games especially like the the quote-unquote better the game is the harder it is to get to learn and, and the how many different rules there are and changes of the rules and and you know very specific circumstances where you have to know exactly which thing to do in what order it's like all right like i this is supposed to be fun am i am i doing my taxes what what, what are we doing here i know and it's like and it's like the, the you know this one game had like you know and uh, you'll have to take the the ice crystals uh you should have 12 ice crystals and i'm like ice crystals what the hell are the ice crystals you mean the little white plastic pieces? Just call them little white plastic pieces. And from here on out, you can call them, you know, I just, I spent all this time looking at the pieces going, I don't know what is this. Well, this is the turbo uh, engine of the, no, it's not. It's a little black piece. Just call it a little black piece. Oh, 
Anyway, uh, just one week after the Mexican government uh, claimed that poor people are immune, eh, looks like the epidemic is is evident now in Mexico. Mexico, I love this. Mexico's response was late, wrong, slow, and many people are going to die, according to Dr. Carlos Del Rio, an infectious disease specialist at Hmm. Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. There's no reason to believe the virus here should behave differently among this population. Cases are growing in Mexico exponentially. I'm telling you, as a matter of national security, we need to close our borders. Close the borders especially the mexican for people coming over because they've done absolutely nothing they had they were doing soccer matches way after like our nba seasons were you know was was canceled the 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 president has been walking around down there uh you know doing meet and greets you know it is a complete disaster they've done nothing and glenn what have they done with trump and his response they've been critical the entire way despite the fact that he did the first you know international flight quarantine in 50 years incredibly early in the middle of all this from china um and he, we've gone over like uh, they've done a lot of stuff here we obviously he closed. did the he did the, all of the flight changes in europe as well and they bitched about that yep. that was stunning when he did that he was the first and they've been trashing him the entire time now they're trashing him because yeah. he, he was talking about a potential quarantine of new york which andrew cuomo thought wasn't neighborly which apparently is is what we're worried about right now being if, if you, you know if you're neighborly enough which the entire concept of what we're doing right now is not neighborly. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. But you know what the, what the, what the uh, title was for the way Mexico uh, responded in mid-March from the New York Times? Now, they've been no. trashing Trump the entire time at every little step, everything. He hasn't done enough. He hasn't focused enough. The uh, Mexico response was, was this. Me- we call for calm. Mexico's restrained response to the coronavirus. Oh, they were, they, were, they were showing restraint. They were, they were showing oh, restraint. restraint. Trump, every oh, okay. single thing he does is evil and racist. But they were just showing restraint in not doing anything and having giant 50,000-person soccer matches after everything else on Earth had been canceled. And just last week, they actually came out. A, a governor of one of the states came out and said, rich people, this is a rich people disease. Mm-hmm. Poor people can't get it. Like coronavirus is checking your bank account or something. <laughs> what restraint? It's ridiculous. What restraint they're showing there. By I, letting, I'm, I'm letting telling you, know. I'm telling you, we are going to be in it. It will happen in California. That's already going to have a problem. We should be setting up these portable hospitals up at the border we should be doing something right now i don't want to be taking care of people but it's going to happen you're going to have a humanitarian crisis on the border the left is going to be screaming about it and it's going to be donald trump's fault he should move on this to protect our border right now if we had a fence we wouldn't have this problem but you know why have a fence all right there's something else that came out of the un that i want to hit and we'll do that in one minute the state of the global gold market uh is is really fascinating right now there was a story out last week that i couldn't understand people were buying gold and it was it was more expensive to I, I can't remember. It was weird. And I wrote somebody and I said, what does this mean? And they said, well, we're running out of gold. And I'm like, we're what? We're running out of gold. 
do you mean we're running out of gold? Okay, so there's only a finite amount of gold on the uh, on the earth, and the places that are mining gold are now stopping, and so they're running out of gold. Right now, if you try to buy gold anywhere, really, you're going to find that it'll be weeks and weeks and weeks before you get delivery. And so you've got to promise, uh, hey, I can paper promise that maybe I give you some gold when it comes in. Okay, well, Goldline actually has gold. Uh, and so they're one of the only places they uh, they are still connected to a consistent supply of gold. They're still delivering that and other precious metals on time. So if you are looking to invest in gold, one of the only places that you can get it right now, I mean, physically get it is Goldline. They will physically get it to you and ship it right away because they have it. Goldline.com. Call them now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, I told you this would happen on Friday. Just happened a little sooner than I thought. The UN Global Food Supply Panel warns of pending food shortages. Protectionist measures by national governments during the coronavirus could provoke food shortages around the world. Now, we probably will not have a real problem with this, but you are going to see some items in America disappear. The worst that can happen is government restrict the flow of food. All measures uh, against free trade will be counterproductive. Now is not the time to place restrictions or putting in place trade barriers. Now the time is to protect the flow of food around the world. Now, the the issue is, is that people are afraid that they're not going to get shipments of food. So they're sh- they're holding on to their shipments. Some countries have just put trade barriers up and said, Sorry, Russia did this. We're not shipping any of our wheat uh, out to Europe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. May I suggest uh, that we are going to have shortages for different reasons? Uh, I think we're going to have a hard time with our planting, uh, and we may have a, a hard time with the um, with the early seasons of picking and 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 harvesting that crop. I mean, think of how many farmers that may get this here in the next couple, three weeks and then be down. We're in the beginning of the planting and growing uh, season. Uh, This this is already happening in France. They're asking the unemployed to go and actually work in the fields. Um, And it is going to be severe in some countries. I don't think it will be severe here, but I think we're going to see shelves of raw produce and shortages of some things um, coming not just this summer, uh, but also next year. Uh, I would highly recommend you put in a garden. Consider one of the projects that you're doing while you're at home, if you have the room, is to start building and planning a garden and getting seeds. I would get seeds now before there is a run on seeds you will see that those things will disappear uh, quickly. Now, there's a new report out shows the estimates, the U.S. economic impact at a trillion dollars of GDP per month. Per month, one trillion dollars. They say it will exceed that. 
those are the economic losses in just the private sector did not calculate the impact of government funded bailouts or spending and future economic losses due to higher debt payments. Uh, the estimated losses in the oil and gas se- sector exceed 50 percent for 2020. You know, do you know how much oil is, Stu? Any idea what oil is? It's like 20 bucks a barrel now. Yeah, I know it dipped below 20 at one point, which, I mean, I saw a, a gas station, I think it was in Oklahoma, it was selling gas for 99 cents a gallon. I never I that. thought I would see that again. I, I never yeah. thought that I would see that again. Yeah. Uh, the um, About 20 bucks, by the way. 20 bucks? Mm-hmm. They're thinking that because we don't have enough room for oil now, all of like our reserves, we bought up all this oil and we're filling our reserves. Uh, they think that if Saudi Arabia and Russia don't stop this soon, there's going to be such a, gl- a glut of oil. They may actually have to start paying people to store it. <laughs> so the price of a barrel of oil will be below zero because they're not stopping production. Mm. And they just keep pumping it out, and there's no place to store it. Every everybody's storage is there; it's all full. That's crazy. That is wild, and, and that's I know a lot of investors had to money in to, oil too, which are they're all getting killed on this, including a lot of big banks and such. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's something else that remember we said what was it on Friday? We played that FDIC thing, and I said that didn't make me feel better. <laughs> oh yeah. Do we do we have that still, Sarah? The the FDIC. I swear, it's keep like, your money in the bank. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Look, look. I know I have Russian accent, uh, but this is on the up and up, just between you and me. Your money totally safe in banks. <laughs> I totally keep it in banks. I was just telling Boris and Natasha the other day. Banks, banks are safest place. Banks, what could happen here? We're totally fine. You keep your money there. No use to you. Give it to us. And so we did this FDIC thing that was had this woman with this Russian accent basically saying that it's all fine. Everything is good. Eh, turns out uh, not the case. Uh, we'll share that with you when we come up, uh, when we come back in uh, in just a minute. Oh, and also the government's now using your cell phone information to track you. What? It's an emergency. Back in a minute. This is the Glenbeck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about getting out of the pain that you might be in right now. Okay, there's enough to worry about. There's enough going on. I, I want you to uh, want you to live your best life. I want you to get out of pain. I know that sounds like, you know, you probably like if I were you two years ago, I'd be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I'd like that back. Shut up. Have you tried Relief Factor? I'd ask that you just give it a try. Relief Factor is something I tried two years ago and I was really forced to do it. My wife was like, I don't want to hear your belly aching. We won't try absolutely everything. So I did and I didn't expect it to work. And it does. And here's why I didn't expect it to work. I mean, it's not a drug. It's it's natural. It's made by doctors. Seventy percent of the people uh, who try it go on to experience what I did. And I never thought I'd be part of the 70 percent. No way. This works. 
please get your life back. Try Relief Factor right now. Call them at 800-583-84. Get out of pain. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. If you've got a little bit of extra time on your hands for the quarantine, you might want to try BlazeTV.com. Go to BlazeTV.com. Promo code is Glenn. Save 30 bucks off right now. We're living in this is the Glenn Beck program. Yeah, At a time of a pandemic like this, it is way too easy yes. to get confused and to have fear about what you should yes. be doing with your money in your account, exactly. especially as you're looking the volat- at the volatility in volatility. the stock market and the financial it's sector. Crazy. Yes. This is what I would like you to take away from this. Your money okay. is safe at the banks. The last sure thing you should is. be doing is pulling your money yes. out of the banks now, thinking that it's last going to be thing. safer someplace else. You don't want to be right. walking around no with large lots of cash, and you certainly no. don't want to be hoarding cash in your mattress. It didn't pan out well next for so place. many people. And I will right. tell you this. No depositor yes. has lost a penny of their insured deposits since 1933 when the FDIC yes. was created. So if you're talking Absolutely. about having your money in a safe place, please yes. keep it in an FDIC insured bank. Please keep it in banks. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. Don't worry. We've got it all for you right here. FDIC. <laughs> Federal depository something. We're got we got lots of money. We've got it. We've got four letters in our name. You don't think we have billions of dollars just to make sure you can get your money? Now just days after that video was released and we mocked it last week. <clears throat> the the Senate and the Treasury, according to a new report are working on separate plans to prevent banks from becoming unstable amid COVID-19 pandemic. And plans range from limiting withdrawals from foreign investors and savers, as well as covering uh, extra liquidity to banks to cover U.S. customer withdrawals up to $10,000. So if you want more than $10,000 of your own money, uh, tough luck for you. But... The Fed will cover the $10,000 that uh, you want to get. Washington's move to stand behind banking industry industry underscores aggressive efforts underway by officials to prepare for the worst. But they remind you, banks are in very good shape right now. But people are panicking. No reason to panic. Everything is okay. <laughs> I love in the middle there where like, she just gives up on trying to convince people and just straight out, she's she is like, oh, here's all the reasons. And this is how you communicate an argument, right? You give all the reasons mm-hmm. and you hope the person is convinced. Mm-hmm. She gets halfway through her mm-hmm. reasons. And she says, look, this is what I want you to take away from this. Leave your money in the bank. Okay. Yeah, just this leave is your- <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you exactly what I'm going for here. This is what I hope you yeah. take away. You walk away from this thinking right. everything's going to be fine. All right. Are we good? Thank right. you. Right. Look at me. I look buttoned up. I've got the flag behind me and the <laughs> shield. This is FDIC. Sure. trillion deposited at U.S. banks. We don't have any of that sitting in the vault. (laughs) But it's all fine. It's all fine. (laughs) So good. Uh, Is there a case? Let me me present a not well thought out theory here for you, Glenn. Because this is a good thing to do on on national radio. Mm -hmm. It's a good place for Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
just spitballing here for a second though i was thinking about the this this weekend we all sort of use this shorthand of what's happening right now as we are destroying the economy or we've shut down the economy um for this pandemic and obviously it's very damaging to the (laughs) it's nothing of the sort stop listening to propaganda from the stew it's all wonderful (laughs) so roses are gonna be (laughs) popping out of my ass soon (laughs) so my thought was what would be the number percentage wise that we've quote unquote shut down the economy right now Right, like, because I think we all think of the waitress who no longer has a restaurant to work at, and her she's gone from a hundred percent of her income to zero percent in a matter of days. But like, when you think of really the economy as a whole, it's a lot more than that, right? Like, a lot of businesses are still open. Obviously, everything that depends on online, which was a much larger part of our economy, is still open. Pretty much everybody that I can at least think of. Uh, that I know is working at home. They haven't necessarily lost their jobs. Maybe they would down the road, but they haven't yet. Oh, listen to uh, Mr. White Collar. I'm trying to be optimistic, here, but even people, you know. Oh, I've never, I've never been around coal miners like I have, like I have. And I think a lot, you know, because you're you're a man of the people. Uh, but I mean, like, go, go to blue collar jobs for a second. Like, you know, cons- at least around here, I don't know if this is the case everywhere in America, but like construction jobs continue. They continue to keep doing it. Obviously, you know jobs not in healthcare all. are not in demand all. more than more than ever yes uh, uh you know um you know landscaping and and those types of jobs where you're outside are all continuing to happen obviously people are, are still people, shopping wall- like crazy they're just buying the stuff online instead right. of going to stores go ahead right. and people on wall street they're still jumping out of windows that's right. still happening well they're today. still trading so they're just trading job. from home they're <laughs> no longer going to the actual <laughs> floor of the stock exchange right. but you had to they have in- to see that they got to put gas in their cars to drive to someplace high enough to jump out. Of, I you guess, know what I'm saying? Yes. We happen to run a uh, digital media business. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. still chugging. And at some ways, looking at that, it's it could be a great time for many of those types of businesses. That doesn't mean that it's a good thing for the economy. But if you were to say, what percentage of the economy have we shut down here? No, it's not 90, right? It's definitely... No, I, I, my gut tells me it's more like you mean counting the people that are still working at home yeah like i mean if the company is still i would say that there's been about 30 percent of people that are shut down i i i'll bet you that's what it's been that you that that if it's not they may not have lost their job right but it's shut down and there's no money coming in. You know right. what I mean? Maybe they're getting paid for a while, but they're not doing anything. They're just going home. Yeah, right. Like they're, they, they may still be getting paid, but that obviously has an end date to it if, if the place stays out of operation. But just follow me. On Which this is visit. very far off into horizon. Very far. Can't even <laughs> see it. That date is so way far away. You can't even see it. And even FDIC then. see says it doesn't even exist. Even then, the money in your bank is, is completely safe. Uh, <laughs> and money don't worry about is that. no problem. <laughs> so, no problem. I was thinking the same thing about 30, maybe 35%. Which is obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't, you just don't even survive that. It's incredibly da- uh, massive downturn. But for a short time uh, term situation here for a second, you have a situation where the federal government is coming in and paying basically all 
small to mid-sized employees because you can get you know this is a vast generalization but you can get money from the government to pay your employees it's a loan unless you use it for something else uh, i mean if you use it for something else it's a no, loan but if you, you if you pay your employees it, it winds up being forgiven so essentially it's a giveaway right it, it, the federal government is saying if you're a small business we will pay your employees so they don't all get fired for this short time that's what was in this bill another thing that was in this bill right. was unemployment going up obviously um and and supposedly making it easier to obtain and then in addition to that you have the 1200 dollars checks that are coming to individuals and for large companies basically no interest loans uh, that are guaranteed so in theory right the uh, many of the employees are going to get paid which is now going to be for some companies that are actually still in business and doing business they're going to lose the expense line of many of their employees and may still be getting revenue into their companies um, and so you're going to have a situation where the federal government, and this is not an eternal thing, they can't do this forever, but for this short period of time is going to be dumping so much money in, we know with bad long-term consequences, but I'm just talking about short-term here. Is it possible that the number, when we think of shutting down an economy, it's not what it is in our head right now. It's only a certain amount of time we can deal with this, but the entire economy doesn't go away. Yeah, that, but that's you're exactly right, and that's why the Fed and the president, and everybody else, has been saying, "Don't worry, unlimited amounts of money." Yeah, yeah. They're, they've said this. Don't worry, unlimited amounts of money. We'll do whatever it takes. So that's what that's exactly what they're trying to have people feel. The reason why we still feel nervous is because. Uh, I know what you did last time with the money and people like us never saw that money. Uh, and the second thing is, is we also know the really downside of what this means you, to, to pay mm-hmm. that kind of money out is going to mean some real detrimental things uh, in the future. How far out? I don't know. Yeah, but like, but I think like I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, I think so. I, I think the big issue here is that people aren't going to do business um, even if they could do business in this environment. Like if you're an online business right now, you could totally, you know, manage your entire you know, company without much of an issue. So many people work at home anyway. Um, however, people are hesitant to do anything because they don't know when this ends. If we all knew like for right. certain this ended on June 1st even, uh, it would mm-hmm. be a lot easier. And I think the the economy would be hurt but not nearly as damaged as it is it is now because people are so freaked out that they'll never see the end of this is this going into next year i mean we saw in 1918 glenn they beat down the first wave of this and it came back even harder the second time and killed way more people yeah. you know so people are terrified yeah. that there's just no end in sight to this thing but at some point well, if there's a vaccine if one of these treatments turn, proves to be as good as they're hoping this one is in france if one of these things comes through, people start seeing the end of this tunnel. We may be in a situation where this does come roaring back in a very short period of time. Oh, I think the American the American worker will if it if this is over, you know, May, June, uh, I think the American worker is going to come roaring, roaring back. Um, that's not going to bring all industry back. You know, God bless the cruise lines. Um, but it's going to bring people roaring back. And I think we come back online quickly um, and we, we do it. It's the, 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 what you're describing is the secret to Alfred Hitchcock. 
it's not the bloody stabbing to death. It's really not. What causes panic in people in, in fear is what's behind that next door. What's around that corner? You know, the hallway in a movie is only frightening because you know or you think you know something bad is in the room at the end of the hallway and you can't see it and you're not sure if it's there, but it's much worse, the anticipation. And that's what people are feeling, uh, I think, is just this is this is a giant Alfred Hitchcock movie where you are thinking, I, I don't know if the good guys win in the end. I have no idea how this ends. You've never seen this one happen. And the only times you ever have is in movies. And it never ends well. <laughs> right. But once the so, credits start rolling, you get up out of it, you walk out of the theater and you start right. living your life again. And I mean, you don't know exactly where this is right. going, but I mean, if it does get to a place where we don't see the obviously worst case scenarios that some people have projected, and it does actually seem to have an end date. The American people, you know, are resilient. And if this amount, you know, this, you know, look, the expenditures are going to come back and we're going to be talking about them for decades to come with all the nonsense they packed into this thing. It's going to have a lot of negative effects. However, the effort being to get people paid through a couple of months so that their lives aren't completely destroyed if that does work and it is only a couple of months, you may wind up seeing some, you know, this rage back to uh, to action in, in a positive way. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Now take a break and uh, give you some final thoughts here in just a second. So you're at home, you're in the middle of a quarantine and, you know, we a lot of people are projecting nine months from now, 10 months from now. Maybe seen a little Corona baby boom. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's certainly been talked about quite a bit. And, you know, one of the things you might be thinking, I don't know, like there's there's been something I've been trying to think about taking care of, but I don't want to go into the doctor. I don't want to go to the doctor and talk to my doctor about ED or something like that. Well, Roman was built for these times because you can't go out of your house anyway. You don't want to go talk to a doctor about these types of things. Well, Roman is right there for you because they've been doing it this, this way the entire time. No face-to-face consultations. You talk to a doctor uh, online and uh, over a call, and you can knock this thing out really easily. You get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Doctors will work with you to find a be- the best treatment plan. And if medication is the way to go, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The process is simple and discreet. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Beck and complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. GetRoman.com slash Beck to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Beck. After the hundredth time scrolling through your feed today, Uh, maybe you need some new reading material to get you through the quarantine. Please. We got you. Glenn Beck has a new book called Arguing with Socialists, and you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening and uh, thank you so much for supporting us. There's a couple of things that I, I am going to ask you to do. Um, one is my new book comes out next week and we would like this to uh, be number one on the New York Times list. That's going to be really hard to do because they have 
I think they've changed their algorithms and there's just nobody. Nobody is coming up on number one. Rare that a conservative does now. Um, but we would like that to be number one. Send a message because this is a message book arguing with socialists. It is really funny. It is modeled after uh, the arguing with idiots book, which is one of our most popular books we ever did. It's about 400 pages, about 80 pages or so are just fine print footnotes. So you never have to go to us for sources really well researched. It is all of the answers that socialists, the argument socialists make. And you're like, oh, I wish I had the answer. It's all in here. And it's fun to read. Arguing with socialists. Get it now at uh, Amazon or wherever books are sold. Also, we have discounted the Blaze membership. Your membership is what keeps us on the air. Honestly, we don't we tried to build this so we didn't need subscribe. We didn't need um, advertising, um, but it's in a very expensive venture. So we still do need advertising, uh, but we will weather any storm if you are by our side. And I think you have seen in the last year what the blaze has done in the news that we have covered and the stories that we have uncovered um, just the stories uh, on the impeachment and ukraine it's we've gotten down to about five dollars and i don't know change a month we're giving a thirty dollar off discount right now for a year's subscription we sure could use your subscription uh we're going to keep this going until this crisis is over but we really could use your subscription now join us and become a team member at blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code glenn this is the glenn beck program